Bible Speaks with Audley McLean. The Bible Speaks is a weekly ministry of Harvest International. Our prayer is that the Bible Speaks will encourage you in your study of God's Word. You will be able to contact Audley at the address given at the end of this broadcast. And now, here's Audley. I'm indeed delighted to be able to share these few moments with you again this week. And I trust that if you're listening in for the first time, you will do us the honor, the privilege, the favor of knowing who you are and where you are listening from. If you're blessed by this broadcast, we invite you to become partners with us as we seek to carry out the commission of the Lord Jesus, go into all the world and proclaim the message of salvation. Last week, we spent time in James chapter 5, and I made a promise that we would look at other chapters 5 in the New Testament. Not that there is any doctrinal or particularly spiritual impact by doing that, but I just thought I'd pick out some chapters 5, because there are several interesting chapters 5, and we look at what the message from each of them is for us. Today we want to just pause a moment to pray for the condition in which the world finds itself victim to this coronavirus disease that's taken the lives of millions and infecting millions more around the world. And maybe you are one of those in the middle of this dilemma. Let's look to our Heavenly Father. He knows. He understands. He's not taken by surprise. Our God, we come to you with confidence that our prayers are being heard. Lord, we don't understand, we admit, what's happening. We can add all sorts of interpretations, but we're leaving that up to you. To the degree our God and Heavenly Father, you want us to know more about the why, please open our hearts to receive it. We pray for those people working at finding cures, and vaccines, and we commit ourselves to you. Lord, make us responsible stewards of the bodies you give us, the world in which you have allowed us to live. Help us, Lord, to remember your command to the first couple of human beings to tend the garden, to take care of it, to replenish it, to be fruitful, to multiply. Lord, so many things we're doing today Don't allow us to carry out that commission with certainty and with care. And so we ask you, Lord, to make us good stewards. But help us to understand that we're living with eternity's values in view, or we ought to be so living. So speak to us today, Lord, we pray through your word. And may lives be transformed and grant us a sense of new commitment 
to you, our God, who by faith we embrace today in the holy and matchless name of Jesus Christ, your Son, our beloved Savior. Amen. The Bible speaks, as you know, is a, a ministry of Harvest International. Right now, with all the challenges that faithful people have, things are down. We need your help. We want your partnership. We want you to be partners with us in sowing the good seed. And Jesus said we could lay up and we should lay up treasure in heaven. Here's one way in which you can do that. Go to the website and pledge a gift for the continuation of the work of Harvest International and for the Bible Speaks radio ministry. The website is harvestinternational.org. That's O-R-G. Harvestinternational.org. Love to hear from you. So today, we're going to launch our little look at the second of the chapters 5 that we want to talk about in this series. And it's Second Corinthians chapter 5. Somebody has described it as the earthly versus the heavenly in the first part of this chapter. The temporary versus the eternal. The here and now versus the here and then. Not just the then, because you see this transforming work of God in the lives of people is a work for now, and it's a work will last throughout eternity. You've heard the cliche that some people are so heavenly-minded they have no earthly use, no earthly use. That's not the case. If you are heavenly-minded, my friend, the kind of heavenly-mindedness that Jesus talks about, then you'll be like him of a lot of earthly use. You'll see the needs around you. You will extend the love of God through human hands and feet and voice and pocketbook. And in all the ways that the world needs a touch, you can be God's touch to your family, to your class, to your people at work. My friend, God is working even now. And I trust that you are in touch with him, that you've built this relationship that he wants you to model God wants to populate planet Earth with people whose lives reflect not the value of your local church or your political affiliation, but the values of God Almighty. Those things that Jesus emphasized, those things that the early Christians of the book of Acts demonstrated, Those things that the writers of the New Testament epistles encourage us, admonish us, challenge us to do and be. The Christian life, I have said this before and I keep on saying it, it's a show-and-tell religion. Jesus was a show-and-tell person. Oh, he told lots of stories, but he lived a lot of life. Are you in that camp with him? Here in 2nd, Corinthians chapter 5, I will read the opening verses, and then we'll ask God to help us to see how it applies to me, to you, to us today. For we know that when this earthly tent we live in is taken down, that is when we die and leave this earthly body, of course, we will have a house in heaven, 
an eternal body made for us by God himself and not by human hands. My friend, faith is at work here. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. So allow your faith to embrace this wonderful prospect of a day when this earthly body will be taken away. We know that as we live today, none of us know whether tomorrow we'll be here on earth. But my friend, that's not the end of it. We go on and we're either living with God in his eternal abode or in separation and the darkness of hell that Jesus Christ described. Verse 2 says, We grow weary in our present bodies and we long to be to put on our heavenly bodies like new clothing. I like that. I have a friend who is 103 year, years old, a Jewish lady who has come to faith in Jesus Christ. And she said she's now in a retirement home and we speak just about every day. And she says, oddly, I am ready. I'm ready to go to meet my heavenly father. And that's a healthy attitude. She's not complaining about her earthly sojourn, but she has a longing for heaven. I've met people younger who also have that longing, and sometimes they realize it a lot earlier than the rest of us will. We grow weary in our present bodies, and we long to put on our heavenly bodies. Verse 4 says, While we live in this earthly body, we groan, we sigh. But it's not that we want to die and get rid of these bodies, this clothing that we're in. Rather, we want to put on our new bodies. In other words, the apostle is saying, it isn't that we're sick and tired of this, but we look forward to that with a great anticipation. Because we believe that what Jesus Christ said was true. Listen some more of chapter 5 of Second Corinthians. God himself has prepared for us this, and as a guarantee, he has given us his Holy Spirit. Let that sink in. The Spirit of the living God indwells every believer. In Romans chapter 8, it says, If anyone has not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. So Jesus said, when he comes, he'll occupy you, and he will take my prerogatives and reveal them unto you. And that's what he's doing right now. Right now. Listen to what Jesus told his disciples just before he went to die on Calvary. He says, do not let your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My Father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have not have told you? Or would I have told you I'm going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be with me where I am. You know the way to the place where I'm going. Thomas said, Lord, we don't know the way. We don't know where you're going. How can we then know the way? Listen, friend, listen, listen. Jesus is speaking. Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. My question to you is, have you come? Are you one of those to whom the promise of Jesus Christ is pregnant with meaning? If not, you can come now. 
You ought to come now. I implore you. I beseech you. I pray you come to Jesus. He is the way, the truth, and the life. He died upon the cross of Calvary. And he said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. He rose again to authenticate his sacrificial death on your behalf. And he invites you to come into a living, vital relationship with himself. My friend, the Christian life is a life of faith in anticipation of God fulfilling his promises to you. The voice of the archangel will sound and the trump of God will sound and the dead in Christ will rise and all we who are alive and remain will be caught up with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Friend, don't let the modernists and the agnostics and the critics dissuade you what you have believed is true, it's real, it's binding, it's loving. And then Jesus says, now you have a responsibility. In the same chapter of Second Corinthians chapter 5, we're told that you are ambassadors. We're living here on earth as citizens of heaven, and we want to talk up heaven some more. Will you join me and join us in making Jesus known? If you would like literature to share with your neighbors, we want to put in your hands this little book, Five Eternal Discoveries, How to Live Forever. You can have as many copies as you can use by writing to us at the address Ed will give you in just a moment. Till next week, this is Audley McLean saying, keep looking up. Amen. I've wandered far away from God. This program is cared for by listeners who care. Your prayers and financial investment in this ministry helps to keep the good news on the air. We look forward to hearing from you and invite you to write us at Harvest International, Post Office Box 6690, Ocala, Florida, 34478. Again, that's Harvest International, Post Office Box 6690, Ocala, Florida, 34478.